We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Welcome in, everybody. It is the My High Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, my fellow football priest. You know him, you love him. Zach Kelberman. Zach, there's plenty of coaching things I want to get to. Topics. Rumors, buzz, the latest will fill everybody in. But kind of a wild, wild card weekend. I mean, these were each very good games in their own right. And uh, a lot of interesting ways they have played out. What's been your gut reaction so far to uh, what you've seen? Coaching, 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 Chad. You know, Brian Dayball comes into a situation with Daniel Jones and he goes on the road to Minnesota and upsets the Vikings. Uh, look at what Kyle Shanahan has done with Brock Purdy, putting up a 40-burger on the Seahawks. You know, the, the bitter side of me wanted to root for uh, the Niners, but the smart side of me rooted for the Seahawks because of the Broncos draft pick. But it uh, there was more than a little bit of a pleasurable aspect to the Seahawks getting blown out. But yeah, coaching does matter. And I think more and more of Broncos country is learning that. And that's why we should be encouraged if they can get the right coach. And again, it comes down to for me and you and a lot of other people, Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh, you can make lemonade with Daniel Jones. You can make lemonade with Brock Purdy and Jimmy Garoppolo before that. What can you do with Russell Wilson? We both think a lot. And if they get the right coach, like I said, uh, 2023 should be a better season. How do you feel the chargers collapse, right? Which was epic. And I would, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Anytime I see the Chargers uh, charger, I take yeah. some pleasure, some small measure of joy. I feel for my my buddy Bernsey, who that's his team, and he's just like living and dying on this every year. But with all the rumors, Zach, of Sean Payton reportedly for the last month or two eyeing that Chargers job or the Rams job, an L.A. job, do you think? that changes things as far as the Broncos equation. Do you think they move on from Brandon Staley? And if so, uh, how, how much do they become then a player for Sean Payton? I could see it going both ways. I tweeted out last night, you know, Sean Payton watching the Chargers Charger yet again. And I put the old Kramer from Seinfeld, you know, I'm out gif 
That's why I felt maybe Sean Payton would feel. Why would he come to that dumpster fire? A team that could be cursed when it comes to injuries and never really getting over the hump. Then again, the same thing could be said about Denver. What have they done since 2015? A whole lot of nothing. Um, it's It comes down to, do they move off? Like you said, Brandon Staley, do they fire their head coach after just making the playoffs? I think they might because you should be doing a lot more with Justin Herbert. You signed Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. You have the talent there. And I think Brandon Staley has always squandered that. Money, though, Chad, can the yeah. Chargers offer Sean Payton what the Broncos can? And nope. like you're shaking your head no, I'm shaking my head no. comes down to that dollar-dollar bill, $20 million a year. Hard to turn that down. I agree. And thank you, David, jumping in. Good to see you, big dog. He says, uh, good evening to Broncos country. Chad, Zach, and Deacon Scott love the show. MHH for life, Denver Broncos for life. Right back at you, brother. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for the support. And then Jonathan Peterson also throwing down early. Both of these super chats coming before we even hit the old go live button. So thank you guys, Jonathan. He says, I want the Broncos to be in it, but wow, what a weekend of football. Hashtag IWATJ. I don't know what that means. Zach, you're my, you're my syntax interpreter. I want a TJ Watt. I don't know. Let us know, Jonathan Peterson, what you uh, meant by that, but I'm confused. Um, and Mike, good to see you. Michael Ronquillo in the house, another community maven here at MHH and a Mount Rushmore supporter. Zach, your point, though, about money talks, I agree with you. When it boils down, it's, you know, nothing rings the bell like money. But if you're Sean Payton and you can be a chooser, you know, um, maybe I'll take a couple of million less per year if I like the idea of coaching a, Justin, a young Justin Herbert more so than, say, a age 34 Russell Wilson we heard over the weekend and you wrote an article about it that Sean Payton uh is would be happy to work with Russell Wilson purportedly uh so I don't know but if there's anything that could maybe level the playing field for the Chargers it would be the draw for an offensive guy and a quarterback guru like Sean Payton to get the chance to work with us still on the come right still a rising quarterback young guy stud superstar like Justin Herbert yeah, you brought up one facet of that report, and that was Russell Wilson. That's obviously a a big aspect to whoever the Broncos hire and if they're interested in uh, taking the Broncos job. But also, Sean Payton is said to really like the Broncos' ownership, Chad. And if you're Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh, for that matter, you're going to want some modicum of power, some modicum of control. And I feel personally with Greg Penner and the new ownership group in Denver, if they're going to write that big check, I think along with that big check, comes a certain level of power. I don't think maybe that Dean Spanos Spanos would offer that. And he's known to be, and as someone put it in the comments, more of a, a cheapskate owner than one who's willing to write a $20 million a year check. It all boils down to that in the end. I don't want to hear anything else. Money talks and money talks the loudest and the Broncos are screaming right now with Sean Payton. That's why they are the reported early front runners. By the way, guys, appreciate each and every one of you joining us tonight. Do us a favor, make it early. Early in the show tonight, like this video while you're with us. Even if you don't agree with every single take that comes out of mine or Zach's mouth, give us a like if you at least respect the effort, especially crucial on YouTube and if you're watching on Facebook. Uh, Zach, there was also a report that came out over the weekend, yesterday in fact, as wild card, uh, the wild card round really kicked off from Ian Rappaport that there is this strong, quote, strong mutual interest between Jim Harbaugh and the Denver Broncos. So, Obviously, the Broncos have a strong interest in him. Like we, we don't have to be Sherlock Holmes to deduce that. They made him the first interview of the cycle. Plus, I don't care what you say, 
I don't believe that the David Shaw interview, Zach, was to check a box. I believe it was, and I don't believe at the same time that the story that it was a head coaching interview, I believe he was a look-see sniff to see about possible OC fit and whether or not he'd be down to take an OC job under a Jim Harbaugh regime. Uh, but Jim Harbaugh is also signaling through his media mouthpieces, I want this job. So it, it'll be interesting to see. The Broncos, though, Zach, even if your heart is set on Jim Harbaugh as a Broncos fan, big swath of Broncos fans that want Harbaugh, big swath that want Peyton, even if your heart is set on Harbaugh, though, Zach, you, you, if you're the Broncos, you cannot sleep well uh, the rest of this the, the first half of 2023, uh, pardon me, you cannot sleep well if you didn't take the time to get in front of Sean Payton. You got to make sure you got to make you, you might be leaning Harbaugh if you're Greg Penner in that hiring trust, but you got to take the time to meet with Sean Payton just in case, because even though there's that massive disincentive relative to the cost to get him his rights from the Saints, who knows? He could be he, he might have a chance of getting you there a little bit quicker than than Harbaugh. Yeah, it's a good point for sure. And that's why you also take a shot at an interview with a Dan Quinn or a D'Amico Ryans. You know, you never know who's going to blow you away and you never really know uh, how the process is going to play out. I don't know what to believe anymore, though, Chad, when it comes to the Harbaugh speculation and rumors, because one day they're interviewing Shaw and I'm right there with you. I thought, okay, it's almost a done deal. Jim Harbaugh is going to be the next Broncos coach. And then the Michigan president puts out a statement that Jim Harbaugh co-signs, and then it's more and more maybe materializing as another negotiating ploy, another contract ploy on Harbaugh's part to squeeze more money out of Michigan. And I've heard um, from a few insiders, including Benjamin Albright, who's very well plugged into the situation, it comes down to money for Jim Harbaugh. If Michigan pays him what he wants, he'll stay there. If not, he's going to take his talents probably to the NFL and probably to the Broncos. I've no, like you said, for sure. One side, it's obvious. It's the worst kept secret in the NFL. The Broncos do want Harbaugh, but how genuine is Harbaugh's interest? Is it all money for him? And if so, Chad, is that the right coach for the Broncos? Is it all boiled down to, you know, being the richest coach in NFL history? Or does he actually have an interest in coming to Denver, rebuilding this organization and rebuilding Russell Wilson? That's what I want to know. Yes, that is a, uh, Million dollar question. We'll grab Jay Solars 22 jumping in. Thank you, brother. Appreciate the super chat. Says, fellas, y'all stay killing it. We shall. Uh, love the pod. Broncos fan here in Missouri. So let's go, Jags. Question What's the ideal head coach, OC, defensive coordinator, special teams coordinator for you guys? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Um, well, it's hard to agree answer on that. this, Jeff. It's, it's hard to answer that, Zach, without knowing for sure who the head coach is. Once you have the head coach, then you know, you can kind of guesstimate the scheme and you can start like, you know, fitting guys, coaches from those respective schemes into it. But let's start with uh, Harbaugh. If Jim Harbaugh is the hire, do you have a go-to OC or DC? Because I want to see if it's possible to keep Jerry Rossberg around to coach specials. I'm all about that. Yeah, I mean, this is why I said we're probably going to agree here. If this is like the dream team coaching staff for me, uh, it would be Jim Harbaugh at head coach, David Shaw at OC, Jiro Evero, who worked with Harbaugh in San Francisco as DC. And like you said, perfectly do what you can to retain Jerry Rossberg and put him on special teams and make him the coordinator there. I think that would be close to perfection for Greg Penner and company. Yeah, I mean, I can't disagree. Sean Payton. I don't know. I, I've gone back over the weekend with I had a little extra time and I was watching uh, a few of his appearances on the uh, Colin Cowherd show over this last NFL regular season. And it was kind of interesting to hear him talk about like how he would game plan uh, or practice with the coaches, you know, game planning and then practicing and emphasizing with the players red zone and all the different ways that he I mean, you, you start realizing what separates the good coaches from the greats, especially when we're talking about offensive coaches and that level of detail and just all the nuance. And Sean Payton brings that in spades. I think when you get to Jim Harbaugh, he same a lot of that same stuff. It's also very helpful that Jim Harbaugh played quarterback at a high level in the league. Sean Payton also former quarterback, couldn't quite cut it in the league. Um, never quite really stuck a lot of practice squad training camp type stuff for Sean Payton as a quarterback, but I'm digressing a little bit. Jim Harbaugh relative to Sean Payton, I would put him like a, a small, not a small, I'd, I'd put him like a head shorter than Peyton when it comes to overall what impresses me in terms of offensive acumen, but where he outpaces Peyton. I mean, take away the whole trade aspect of the Saints and Broncos giving up even more capital. Take that away from the equation just for a second. As a coach, what really draws me to, to Harbaugh and what I think puts him still as my 1A, Peyton 1B, is just that overall wacky intensity thing. You know, and the physical smash mouth kind of mentality he brings to both sides of the ball. And that's something I could see that this team, obviously, Zach, could really use. Perfectly said. Yeah, he's an old throwback kind of coach, ground and pound, strong running game, strong offensive line. Uh, he's definitely, you know, he's a player's coach. Players like playing for him. But if you get on his bad side, you definitely don't either. And he'll 
drop the hammer when he has to. And all those qualities are what the Broncos lacked under Nathaniel Hackett. All those things are what the Broncos need. A strong running game, strong O-line. We've been pounding that table for years now. And also a coach that's going to come in and instill the uh, the mythology of his way or the highway. There's no other um, rules. There's no other special privileges. There's no special offices, parking spots, honorages, Chad. Russell Wilson, like everybody else, is one of 53 on the team or one of 90 on the offseason roster. And a coach like Jim Harbaugh would come in and demand that sort of respect and accountability from day one. That's why he's also my 1A. Plus, I think Russ could take to that kind of no-nonsense thing that Harbaugh would bring to the table. And also with Peyton, for what it's worth, I think he'd be all ears with either one of those guys and listening to uh, friend Cecil Lammy. I mean, he's, he, he's talking about how Russ is whatever kind of, no, I want to do it my way stuff that he had when he first got here and let Russ cook and all this stuff. The depths of how bad things got at times this season made Russ realize that there's really a blueprint to producing that vintage version of Russell Wilson. And even though it cuts against some of the tropes that he bristles at, you know, as far as like, I'm not, he's not a pure pocket passer. Um, he's ready to accept that from what it sounds like, Zach, like play to my strengths. Let's go. Where? Oh dude, what's up? Did you lose a bet? What's up with your profile pick? I, I love it. He's got a, he's for those listening. He's got a Seahawks Jersey with a with a clown face dude you know the head of the dude wearing the jersey is a clown face that's got like bronco color orange and blue with the clown nose and whatnot but he says i hope the seahawks choke on our first round picks that it sounds like he's down bad and trust me i've been dealing with i still get seahawks trolls in my mentions and they're still flexing on uh me and the broncos for the russell wilson trade i kind of have to give it to him though chad how many playoff teams do you see have a top five pick you know, in, in retrospect, at least for one season, that was a great finesse move on the part of the Seahawks. But, yeah, I wish them nothing but the worst going forward. Lady D throwing down a very generous super chat. Deanna up in Alaska. Also, we did get her her picture, her selfie, rocking her Patrick Sertan, the second jersey that finally arrived. Blue, we put it up on our social media. I'm sure everybody's seen that. So, Deanna, thanks for sending that in. She says, best podcast around. I just want a great coach, but I'm also praying that Broncos finally address the O-line, MHH for life. Yeah, I'm I'm relatively confident. Thank you, Lady D. It's great to see you. I'm relatively confident if the pendulum, Zach, ultimately swings to Harbaugh or Peyton, and I'm hoping it's one of those two guys. I'm confident either one of those have the competency to, to begin the process of helping George Peyton in this front office like get to the bottom of that and figure that out. And just having the wherewithal, Zach, even if they, even if Peyton sticks, right, and this new head coach comes in and says, yeah, I want to work with Peyton. Because, again, we've talked about this. Might not be their guy, but Peyton has – I'm talking George Peyton has a very good reputation around the league. I think most coaches would be totally down to work with George Peyton as their, their front office compliment, Zach. Um, but I think uh, a coach could, like that, Harbaugh or Peyton, could come in and make sure George Peyton prioritizes better the rebuilding of the offensive line because – if you really want to get the most out of what you invested into Russ, you got to start there. Coach, and then O-line, and then everything else trickles downhill from there. I'm chuckling because if the Broncos do hire Sean Payton, it's going to get kind of confusing. If they keep George Payton, know. you know, it's going to be uh, not for writing so much, but for definitely these podcasts. But that's a, a problem that I'll take on happily. 
yeah, the O-line can't be neglected, and that's why it's also a slight edge to Harbaugh for me because back-to-back years, Michigan has had the top-rated offensive line in college football. Everywhere oh, yeah. Jim Harbaugh's went, Chad, that's yep. one thing he emphasizes, ground and pound. It starts in the trenches. It's exactly the type of mentality the Broncos need at their head coach. From Stanford to the Niners to Michigan, absolutely. Phil McLaughlin jumping in. It is great to see you. We love Phil down in Tucson. We love all our great Facebook supporters and, and those who are down with MHH and part of this community on Facebook. Uh, Phil's one of the great mavens of that swath of our community. He says, it sure is sad watching the playoffs once again without the Broncos. Praying better days are coming. Go Broncos, MHH for life. Thank you, Phil. Much love and respect. I think they are, man. I don't know if it's going to be. I mean, you saw th- this year. I mean, look, this this comment on Twitch from Savage Boy Kev, Brian Dayball. Really turned two six foot six quarterbacks into studs. Man, it must be such a good feeling to have a good coach. I mean, the idea is who would have guessed, honestly? Like, I was really high. Uh, the wish list aspect for me, Zach, when the cycle started last year, both of us were dayballed number one. But for whatever reason, Broncos didn't even talk to him. We learned later after the fact, Zach, for what it's worth, that he basically wanted the Giants' job and it was a fast track to getting that done. He wasn't really even that keen on talking to other teams and and the giants did their part to make sure that happened. But dude, who would have predicted? I wouldn't have, even with Dayball coming there year one, I wouldn't have predicted giants being one of the worst to first type type of teams. I would have thought I give it two years and probably means good things for Daniel Jones, but I didn't, I didn't see it coming. And that just goes to show you Zach in this league parody reigns supreme. And if you make the right decisions in the off season, man, it, it, it echoes into the future, and that's a that's a big cause for hope, I think, for Broncos fans. What's most impressive about Dayball uh, from the Giants games I've watched, they're not just winning in spite of Daniel Jones. They're winning because of him. He's he's looked like yep. a quarterback reborn yep. under Brian Dayball. And I, I don't say this just for you know cliche purposes or because we sell it on a T-shirt. Coaching, 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 it really makes all the difference. And to answer the comment from Phil, about not seeing the Broncos in the playoffs. I'm not going to predict like I did last year at this time. Oh, they're going to be in it next year. Uh, they're going to be, you know, dominating with Russell Wilson. But look at the Lions as a template. If Ben Johnson and Dan Campbell can turn that organization around with Jared Goff, they were in the playoff on up until week 18. I think with the right coach, it's obvious. You have Russell Wilson playing at a fairly high level considering relative expectations uh, toward the end of the season. If you get a... a, a a-plus big baller coach in the building, it's not out of the realm of possibility, Chad, that this time next year we are finally watching Denver in the postseason. And kind of to that same point, and Miguel brings this up, thank you, bro, it's good to see you. He says, can the Broncos really afford to draft picks and the players to acquire Peyton, Sean Payton, and are the Broncos going to send money their way? So this comes down to if you were coached by a guy who was almost, you know, an automatic coach, right? As far as the playoffs are concerned, would you really be losing much sleep over a first round pick to get him? Seriously. Like if Sean Payton was your head coach and you know, you were, you were, your team was basically a a shoe in for the playoffs. I mean, think back to the time, most of the time anyway, uh, that he was in new Orleans. Think for the vast majority of the time, Russ was in Seattle when it becomes that automatic to me, Zach, even though, you know, it's not ideal. It's not perfect. It's small price to pay for that level of competency. Again, when we kick this thing off, this whole coaching cycle, my hashtag, my rallying cry is find the guy that best exemplifies hashtag 
extreme competence. And if it costs you a first-round pick to get that and a third and a fourth or whatever, it's probably going to be worth it. Even though you're going to bristle a little bit up front, you're going to be like, but if you look at what the Broncos are getting back just off injured reserve, I mean, it's like it's like a draft and a half, Zach, of first yeah. and second round picks. So they would be okay, and all of a sudden you would have this coaching competency. I do think, though, that the Broncos will try to sweeten the pot and take some of the sting off the draft stuff, maybe minimize it by sending cash New Orleans way for what it's worth to answer McGill. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's why another reason why Harbaugh's my slight 1A here is because when I think of the Broncos' first-round pick, wherever it might end up, even number 32, that pick to me is an offensive lineman. It really has to be, and you have to rebuild the trenches to unleash any sort of positive and productive Russell Wilson. You don't have to worry about that with Jim Harbaugh. You get a guy who builds good O-lines everywhere he goes and keep your first-round pick to aid in that process. If you trade for Sean Payton, you lose that luxury. You get the coach, but again, you're sacrificed in the O-line. My other argument here, though, Chad, according to Pro Football Talk, they've already loosely discussed the parameters and the potential compensation of a trade. I have to think if they've discussed that and they're going that far and they scheduled an interview in LA, they are traveling to where Sean Payton is and also Raheem Morris. So they're going to interview later that day. I think, and maybe it's my tinfoil hat. They've, resign themselves to that potential compensation. Maybe they mm-hmm. will send that first round pick and they're that sure of Sean Payton, or maybe it's not a first round pick and the compensation could be a little lower than many people are expecting. Well, you, I've said this a few times on the pod. I wonder how much into this equation is factored. Like do the saints want to do right by Sean Payton? Like if Sean Payton's pounding the table and saying, you know, look, don't send me for free, obviously, but, like, this is where I want to go. Do me a solid. Open the way, Saints. And the Broncos, their new owners are sitting here saying, here's many millions of dollars in cash along with some, you know, some draft capital or whatever. Um, It might not end up being as pricey as you think, but as far as uh, uh, draft or whatever capital is concerned, player trades, whatever, um, Victor's Gaming, though, jumping in saying, gotta love how the Chargers choked last night. Thank you for the super chat, bro. And yes, it was, it's always, it's always sweet to see a division rival uh, melt down and suffer. Um, but Zach, I agree that even though the initial reports on Peyton was that the Broncos weren't going to talk to the Saints about potential compensation until and unless they actually wanted to move forward with Sean Peyton as their head coach, to me, that never really made sense. Why waste the time going to talk to Sean Payton if you don't know for sure that the price to get him is going to be feasible for your organization? So they've they would be fools to not at least have a at least a ballpark idea 
having talked to the Saints, of what that would be, or else why waste your time? Because what if you go expend the resources to go talk to them, you fall in love, and then you talk to the Saints, and their ask is like something ridiculous. I mean, we don't know exactly what it might be yet, specifically, but I digress. Yeah. Um, you know, I mentioned coaching, coaching, coaching applied to what Brian Dayball, we talked about that, what he did with Daniel Jones, Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan. If you watch the Chargers game last night, that epitomized what good coaching or bad coaching does to a football team. Jacksonville, who would have expected them to even make the playoffs, let alone uh, pull off an upset against Justin Herbert? Doug Peterson comes in there, Chad, writes the ship after Urban Meyer and leads them back to uh, well above competency. And also on the other side, the reason they lost that game, Brandon Staley, the defense, people are blaming Justin Herbert. They were up 27 nothing. That that man did enough to put the game away. It was Brandon Staley's defense that collapsed. So good coaching or bad coaching, it all matters and it all impacts the team every single week. And that's why, you know, I up before this season when the Justin Herbert topic would come up, I wasn't eating my heart out going overboard on Justin Herbert because I was in a posture of, you know, very talented, upside, great young quarterback. But before we start crowning him as like the the 1B to or the 1C to Mahomes and Josh Allen, let's see him like put a team on his back and at least make a playoff berth, right? Or earn a playoff berth. He did that. And then you saw in that game last night that he was really the only thing they had. You removed Justin Herbert from the equation. He literally was the tide that was floating the entire L.A. Chargers boat, Zach. So I give the man his props now. Uh, he's proved to me that he is indeed a legit top five quarterback in the NFL. Like Justin Herbert, I would eat my heart out now. That dude is legit. And to think that he's doing it without his best offensive lineman and Rashawn Slater, and he's doing it uh, coming back from a bad rib injury that he experienced earlier this year. And he played through, I think it was broken ribs. I'm not too sure, but he's a tough quarterback. He's an elite quarterback, and it sucks that he's in the West. Uh, Cloud9 TK, what's up, brother? Good to see you. He says, hey, Sean Payton was with the Saints 15 years. Only took him to the playoffs eight times. Do you think that's a good ratio? Well, keep in mind, too, okay, relative to just organizational juju. And I think that that's, uh, applies here because it is New Orleans. You know, there, there could be a voodoo element here involved with the Saints. Uh, I'm, I'm joking. Hopefully you guys can recognize that. But keep in mind the Saints had exactly five playoff berths all time in the 40 years of, of their existence pre-Sean Payton. So in 15 years, he doubled that and brought home a world championship. I understand that you might look askance, because I've analyzed it that way too, Cloud9. I've, I've gone, well, you know, how come he's not in the playoffs every year like Belichick and Brady? Or, you know, the coaching combos with Aaron Rodgers, with very few exceptions, or Peyton Manning's time, different teams, whatever. Um, don't know exactly, but it doesn't bother me that much, Zach. I'm just looking over. I pulled up Sean Payton's coaching record, and – People can argue that he should have had more Super Bowls or more success with a prime Drew Brees, but you look at that eight times in 15 years, that's more than once every other year he's going back to the postseason. I mean, raise your hand in Broncos country if you would take that after you know six years of not being in the playoffs or whatever it is now. So hard to keep track. But if you go blow by blow, I mean, I'm going from 2017 through 2021. This were These were the Saints records under Peyton. 11-5, 13-3, 13 and 3, 12 and 4, and 9 and 8. Again, raise your hand if you'd sign up for that. I'm raising my all day long and thrice on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, 
we didn't cover the Saints, so we couldn't go over the complexion of each and every one of those seasons. And each season does have kind of, Zach, its own unique complexion for an NFL team. Um, but I think a big part of it, too, is as great as Drew Brees was. You know, he wasn't a Peyton Manning-level great. He wasn't a Tom Brady-level great. He would, to me, Zach, he was just next tier down from that. He was still great, and dude's got a Hall of Fame resume. I'm not going to take that away from him, but he wasn't quite that automatic guy as a quarterback for a given team, even though he was an immense upgrade and massively increased your odds uh, as a as a playoff threat, but not quite on that same level. So what I'm getting at is I think Sean Payton actually injected a lot more into that equation relative to, you know, who's the most – the arguments back in the day – was it Brady? Was it Belichick? Who deserves most credit for all the success the Patriots have had? In the case of the uh, Sean Payton and Drew Brees era in New Orleans, maybe it's I'd give it a, a few ticks more toward Sean Payton. Taylor, bro, what's up? Thank you, buddy. He says, what are your thoughts on the Chokers go Broncos? We've talked a little bit or quite a bit today about the Chargers, but yeah, dude, it's uh, it's unfortunate for Chargers fans. This, but they. I, they're they're almost it feels like something you said Zach is actually resonating with me it's like the Chargers are cursed like something about them they just closest they've gotten I can't remember what year this was now the year that um uh Philip Rivers played with a compromised knee and got him to the AFC title game I can't remember what year that was was that 06 that's the farthest I've I've ever seen the Chargers get and they just c- can't ever quite get over the hump I mean, you know, far be it for us as Broncos analysts and Broncos fans to talk about, you know, a team in the postseason considering they haven't been in, you know, going on a decade now. But that's what the the Chargers do. They choke. The Chargers charger. And uh, we're all here to experience it and revel in it. Three world championships. Don't forget this, Broncos fans, because as true as what Zach just said was, you can console yourselves at night, all right, sleep well, knowing that you still have three world championships in Broncos HQ Raiders have three. So they're tied right in that respect. Chiefs have two chargers goose egg. Mark Ward. What's up, big dog. Thank you. Very generous. Super chat. He says, Adam Schefter, Zach reported that the Broncos were going to interview Sean Payton and that they had a mutual understanding and compensation. Maybe they have compensation figured out and now just need to work it out with Sean. Is it possible? Yeah, I think it's probable more than possible. Like, I think that that's, again, we're talking about pragmatic, black and white, bottom line business type people that these Walton Penners are. So I'm not, if I'm trying to put myself in their shoes, Zach, I'm not even opening that door, let alone sparing or or throwing expenses at traveling and putting the just the whole thing to, to create this interview with Sean Payton and getting my hopes up in any way, sure or form. If I don't know what the cost is going to be, I got to know that going in because it factors how much do I even want to talk to this guy? Because maybe I sit down with him and we figure out what his ask is and juxtapose with what the Saints are going to require. Too rich for our blood. We're going to go with Jim Harbaugh. I don't know. But you have to know that going in. So I believe it face value on, in this case, Mark. Yeah, I do too. And what I'm going to say is all speculation on my part but I feel like because the Broncos needed permission from the Saints to interview Sean Payton, 
Um, the Saints probably said at first, listen, this is what it's going to be. We want this in a trade. We want this draft pick, this draft pick. We want this amount of cash, whatever. And if it was too much, Chad, if it was two first-round picks, two second-round picks, two-thirds, whatever, the Broncos would have said no. And like you said, they would have said, okay, we're going to plan B. Thank you for your time. I hope Sean Payton ends up at a, a good location. But obviously, they're resigned, like I mentioned earlier, to that level of compensation, whatever it may be. And the fact they're going through with it says to me one of two things, and I'll repeat that. It's the compensation is not as dire as Broncos fans and a lot of people think it will be, or the Broncos really are dead set on hiring Sean Payton and they've identified him as their guy and they're going to stop at nothing to get their guy. Yeah. Agreed, Patrick. Jumping in to say I'm afraid if it gets past the 1A and 1B options that the Broncos will just be doing this again. And that's something I think that uh, the Broncos feel as well right now because the last three cycles, Zach, when they've hired, you know, they've rolled the dice on first-time head coaches. And uh, it's a completely different set of eyeballs and brains analyzing this thing this time around, and they're doing it with the benefit of the wisdom gleaned from the failures of those three hires. So it's got to be 1A or 1B. That's why I'm not quite understanding even – why you still keep Raheem Morris on the docket. I mean, I get it. He would fall into the retread category. So like that checks that box as far as we know the, the Walton Penners are, are, are prioritizing a coach who's been a head coach in the league before, but let's be honest. Is Raheem Morris, the guy in the wake of three, that the three held, failed head coaches we know, does he really seem like he's got the wherewithal? He's the guy that's going to fully turn this ship around. Like, I don't see that. I don't see it with Jim Caldwell. I don't see it with David Shaw. The only two guys that give me any like modicum of confidence that that could happen are the 1A and 1B options. And Deanna jumping in, Zach. Wow, thank you, thank you Lady D. Hopefully she says it's Harbaugh. I still believe in Wilson, but we'll have to fix the O-line. Can't be stressed enough. Agreed. Have to be honest. I love that Seattle lost. Either Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh, the Broncos come out ahead. Like, share, and subscribe. MHH for life. Thank you, Deanna. Your thoughts, Zach. Yeah, obviously everyone wants Peyton or Harbaugh, Harbaugh or Peyton. That's 1A and 1B. And Chad, you and I both wouldn't cry, whoever it may be. We'll both be over the moon, whether it's Harbaugh or Sean Peyton. I don't know who your number three option would be. I'm, a, I'm assuming it would be Dan Quinn in this case. Let me know if I'm wrong. It would be Dan Quinn, just, but it would like kind of a reluctant it would be Dan Quinn because I could get really excited about Dan Quinn. There are a few drawbacks, but I don't want to interrupt your thought process. Well, my my thing with that is he's my, I guess, him or D'Amico Ryans, because he's intriguing, even though he's a first-timer. But even with the Dan Quinn, his floor is high enough, and he has enough experience and leadership abilities and, and uh, pelts on the wall as an NFL coach to get more out of this Broncos team. So by the letter of the law, letter of the question, they would be better with the Dan Quinn, I feel like. They wouldn't be as incompetent than, as they were under Hackett, but – That'd be settling. Like I said, it's looking for a, a Lamborghini or Ferrari and settling for a Mazda or a Toyota. Well said. Well said. Phil saying, what scares me is if we don't get an update on our training staff, all these great players coming back will get hurt again. Will we get a new staff in your opinions? I think so. And I think uh, just by virtue of the results, it's happening. But then hearing George Payton who is they're keeping him around through this hiring cycle. And if they're keeping him around through the hiring cycle, it's a guarantee he'll be around through the draft. Now, after the draft, once that's all done, 
I'm, I'm not completely writing off the possibility that a new coach says goodbye if he's given the final say on personnel and stuff. But if Peyton's going to be around, which he is between now and May, I would be stunned, Zach, if they don't do a pretty massive overhaul on strength and conditioning, nutrition, medical staff. That whole that whole thing has to be reexamined with a different lens. And I'm calling to see what, hey, we've got these deep pockets of the Walton Penners, Luke Richardson. I know you were given an executive uh, title with the Texans, and that was a big reason why you left us. But here, we'll match that, or we'll better that, and then here's some extra cash. Come on back, please, whatever it takes to get Luke Richardson. Yeah. Here's a crap ton of money, Luke. Please come back to us and save us from the Lauren Landau experience. Um, Chad, I do feel like, though, um, even if they were to have kept Nathaniel Hackett as their head coach, they would have probably moved on from Landau and Vince Garcia as well as the head trainer, whatever title he has. They have to do something about it, and I feel like they will. What was it after the the London press conference when George Payton even admitted mm-hmm. we're going to reexamine and evaluate? That to me said that there's changes coming and they have to. It's not coincidence anymore. It's not bad luck. It is year after year of this, and something has to and will change. And you know, going dating back to uh, or circling back to Eric Trickle's very good article on this subject. It's not only the strength and conditioning staff that exacerbates it and takes it over the top. But it's also the Broncos getting wiser on where to invest their resources, whether it's salary cap dollars or draft picks, on avoiding, Zach, injury-prone players. Like, don't get bamboozled by the, the athletic upside when the um, injury downside is equally as probable. Like, just be – you know, it's the NFL. Here, here's where it gets just really tough, Zach, is it is the NFL and it's football and – it's violent and it's physical and people get hurt. But obviously, if you look at the Broncos, and again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean on that trickle article, no one's been as bad at this as the Broncos now for several seasons. So, um, you know, it's a pattern. You've got you to gotta break the pattern somehow. You've got to break the cycle. And it starts with just ripping that Band-Aid off and making a tough decision, I think, straight up, starting with strength and conditioning. Like, let's find somebody else, period. No, you're right, and Eric's right with the point he made, and it's true. If you sign injured, you get injured, and George Payton has to do a better job at avoiding those players, but you know, a, a pandemic of hamstring injuries, Chad, is not the player's fault. That's It was like 20 people had hammies, and even Greg Dulcich said he's never experiencing or has ever experienced anything like this in his life and his career before, so it's not a one-off thing. Again, it's not coincidence. It's a repeating pattern. And the one denominator here, the common denominator has been Lauren Landau and company. Lady D with a third super chat tonight because she is on the Mount Rushmore at MHH. She says, yep, her third would be Quinn. Still say that Lauren Landau needs to be fired. Go Broncos, MHH for life. Yeah, the thing about Quinn is you could make the argument, Zach, even though he has less head coaching experience, all things considered, than Jim Harbaugh, he has a similar skin on the wall relative to NFL resume, and that is led a team to the Super Bowl as a head coach only to lose that game. So there's a lot to like about Quinn. If he ended up being the choice, there is a lot to like in terms of just the kind of culture he could bring to the table but and the fact that you you, you got to expect he's a smart enough guy that the wisdom gleaned from his failures in Atlanta would serve him well uh, in in his next head coaching gig, but it's another one of those 
caveats because to really get geeked up about a Quinn hire, it would be like, all right, well, who's the offensive coordinator? Who's taken over the stewardship of Russell Wilson in this offense? Not to say they couldn't get that right. I mean, they could, but very well, Dan Quinn could, but that's the, that's the biggest rub for me. And especially Zach, when you juxtapose that with the reality of both Jim Harbaugh and Sean Payton being available within your grasp, that's why Quinn falls to number three. If you took both those guys off the board, he might be my number one right now based on the guys they're talking to. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. You can do a lot worse. I think uh, Jim Caldwell, for example, to me would be worse than Dan Quinn. Your defense is going to be more energized. You're probably going to take the ball away a ball away more. And he has natural leadership abilities that players will gravitate to. He's Nathaniel Hackett, but actually competent. The other side of the coin, though, you know, he lucked into what he did in Atlanta for the most part because of Kyle Shanahan. That 2016 season was Kyle Shanahan and Scott. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's the way the wind blew with him. And um, you would get a coordinator that's familiar with Russell Wilson if you hire Dan Quinn. But going from the prospect of Jim Harbaugh or David Shaw or Sean Payton to Brian Schottenheimer, that's a tough sell to the Broncos fan base. Randy Jones up in Alaska throwing down some big boy stars on Facebook. Thank you, brother. He says, coaching, coaching, coaching. How much money is too much? Money does not always buy happiness. Well, I've I that's a that's a very common saying. We hear it a lot, and in many respects, money does not, you know, in a literal quid pro quo buy you happiness. But my experience is the times in my life where I've been blessed to have more money than not, uh, I tend to be happier because of what that provides me. I mean, it's just kind of a cause and effect type of thing. But your point, Randy, is not lost on us. How much is too much, Zach, for one of these guys? Is there a point of no return when it comes to the bargaining chip of whatever their ask might be? Well, I'm right there with you. I, I think money can't buy happiness is a little too idealistic of thinking, at least in my personal experience. To me, and again, in my life, money has been a gateway to happiness, not happiness itself. So if money can buy you a good coach and a good coach can put a good product on the field and that product can win playoff games or get to the playoffs at least – that, to me, would be happiness. That would be happiness to a lot of Broncos fans. And it's not our money, guys. You know, this is Rob Walton, Greg yeah. Petter's money. They want to shell out $25 million a year. Who am I to stop them? I mean, all those gallons of milk you bought at Walmart over the years add <laughs> up, so you are contributing here to Fair. the uh, hiring process. Uh, Miguel, brother, appreciate it. Well, he says, one more question, fellas. Were the Saints losing seasons under Peyton due to their cap hell or something else? Uh Miguel, to be honest with you, I don't want to steer you wrong and, and try and posture myself like some expert on each and every season the Saints had, but I'll tell you this. It was common knowledge, especially the second half of his tenure there. I'll say from from the time he served his bounty gate um, suspension on that the Saints really struggled with cap hell. So that affects a team in, in its ability to recruit and target free agents and all that stuff. So it played a role. Was it the ultimate reason? Not sure. I don't want to steer you wrong. Well, he also wasn't the GM in New Orleans. That was Mickey Loomis. And Mickey Loomis likes to play fast and loose with the salary cap because for the most part, it is a myth and it's definitely finessable and you can, um, you know, kick the can down the road. That's what the Saints did. And that's not necessarily a Sean Payton thing. That was more of an organizational front office thing that Sean Payton just happened to preside over. 
All right, guys, we got to keep tonight a little bit close to the uh, quick. We only have a few more minutes till we got to dip on out of here. Uh, so let me take a, a quick gander here. Andrew Lampy throwing in. What's up, bro? He says, hope everyone is well. Same to you, buddy. We're doing great here at MHH. So it's great to see you in the chat tonight, my brother. Um, what about Ian Garrett wants to know here, Zach? Let's grab Ian here. What do you think about Kellen Moore as an offensive coordinator? Wouldn't that really only be on the table if some for some reason the Cowboys opted to fire him and not? Or if, I guess, McCarthy, pardon me, were to get fired, then all of a sudden, you know, he might be available. I think if McCarthy got fired, Kellen Moore could be the full-time replacement for him. I think that's what they might be doing anyways, grooming Kellen Moore to take over. Um, I've covered the Cowboys, or I did for a couple years. I saw Kellen Moore up close, and I like a lot of his play style, play calling, play design, but he has the same problem as Hackett had where he got way too cute at the worst times. And if the Broncos didn't just gamble on three consecutive first-time head coaches – and fail miserably with all of them, then maybe Kellen Moore would make sense. But as Greg Penner said, George Payton said, you got to have leadership in the building. That's why you're going to get a coach that has experience. It's kind of interesting that he hasn't been nearly as hot of a commodity on the interview um, cycle this time around. Makes me wonder, Zach, because the Cowboys had a good season. Makes me wonder if maybe he wasn't very impressive in his interviews last year. Maybe. I don't know, but. Um, we shall see as far as, uh, <laughs> as far as who the OCs are going to be, you know, once we know who the head coach is, Mike, appreciate you, brother. Good to see you. Dave Glassman says I spent 80 bucks at Walmart today and almost always buy my gas from Sam's club. So see in your own way, Dave, over the years today is exemplifies the fact that the billions of dollars, the, of the Walton Penner group, uh, that you contributed to that. Anyone who's bought from Walmart over the years, in some small way, you contributed to that. So you can feel like you're in on this, big dog. We should all have a say in the hiring process then because I've spent a lot of money at Walmart over the years. Uh, real quick, someone asked uh, earlier in the show tonight who the Hackett is in this coaching cycle, and I think that's Ben Johnson, the Lions OC. Love what he did in Detroit, but I feel like that was lightning in a bottle until proven otherwise. Comes back for year two and does it again, I'll be a believer, but that's the the young, energetic, you know, up-and-coming coach that – kind of scares me and gives me Hackett vibes. Yeah. Um, what have we heard on Hackett? Uh, the, there's rumors that he could go back to Green Bay. Have you heard anything more on that? Yeah, his parachute. Matt LaFleur in Green Bay could welcome him back and maybe even give him OC duties as a nominal gift for coming back to Green Bay. But that's the latest I heard. They're entertaining the idea, but Hackett is taking some time away to spend time with his family and enjoy the money that's guaranteed to him from being fired by the Broncos. Yep. I mean – Cliff uh, Kingsbury, he's uh, crossing the Pacific. He's heading to Thailand. One-way trip, dude. He's he's saying, you know what, get me out of this mess for a minute. I got to go clear my mind. Gary, great to see you, bro. Appreciate the super chat. Love you, big dog. He says, good evening, Chad, Zach, and Scott, and Broncos country. This head coach thing is so important that I think whatever we have to pay, it's less important than getting it right. MHH for life. Go Broncos. Well said, my friend. And that's really what we're kind of driving at here is, you know, you're, you're at a point where obviously the type of head coaching decisions that have been made uh, over the last three cycles, Zach, they weren't uh, necessarily made because one coach was asked willing to take less than another coach or whatever, but seven years, all right, that's the actual figure, seven consecutive seasons of missing the playoffs for your Denver Broncos 
since I have been a Broncos fan, okay, I was I was baptized in the orange and blue as a young warthog, and uh, I've never. This is the longest stretch. This is the longest drought I've seen, or that I can remember. So now it's not about sparing expense. You don't. You go balls out if that's your guy. If you're convinced this is your guy, then and you are the 19th richest man in the world, then you don't even blink. You just do what it takes to get that guy here. You spent $4.65 billion for a reason. Put it in the hands of a steward who can actually begin to get you a nice return on that investment. I mean, when it comes to the league, Zach, the NFL is such a 800-pound gorilla that winning and losing isn't as uh, impactful on the bottom line for these owners as you might think because of the way revenues are shared in the NFL. But still, it's also pride. It's also the idea that these guys, you know, they're, they excel. They're the best. They bring, you know, that's, that's just the expectation. So I don't think that in the final analysis, when the chips are down, that's going to hold the Broncos back in any way, shape or form from getting the guy they have their heart set on. Yeah. Well said. Um, we don't have the benefit of hindsight, but if it's Dan Quinn looking back onto the year from now, that got the Broncos back to the postseason. I'll support the hire. I'll like the hire. We all want Jim Harbaugh or Sean Payton. We're kind of split as to who should be the Broncos coach, but it has to be the right coach. And that's the pivot point that I've been on since we knew Hackett was going to get fired. I don't care about upside anymore, floor, ceiling. It's just if it's the right hire, if it's the right coach, look around the NFL, what that's done for quarterbacks that we all thought were beyond fixable, beyond salvageable. They're still there there with Russell Wilson. There's a lot to like about this Broncos roster and the foundational pieces they have. You get the right guy to run it all. Things will look up fast. Well said, and that's a great note to end tonight's stream on, guys. Don't don't take off quite yet, though. We got a few things to to run by you. Yeah, hope everyone had a great weekend and a start to their week coming up. That was the Mild High Huddle podcast. If you're not, follow us on Twitter at the MHH Pod. Also, the main account on Twitter at Mild High Huddle. Chad is at Chad and Jensen. Myself is at Kelberman NFL, and Scott is at Scout Kennedy. If you guys want some merch like we're rocking and always rock, go to HuddleUpPod.com. And check it out. And if you haven't, go to facebook.com slash pod. Be sure you're liking that page and following that page. If you haven't, guys and gals, go to Apple Podcasts and please leave your football pre-save five-star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every single month. But if anything, guys, please, please, please subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHA channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. Amen. Much love and respect to all of you. These Facebook supporters tonight, Randy throwing down, Michael throwing down, Phil McLaughlin throwing down, Andrew Lampy, Miguel Santistevan. What's up, dude? Much love and respect. Thank you. We appreciate our Facebook community so much. And then also our super chat superstars tonight, David McElrath, Jonathan Peterson, Jay Solers 22, Wero, Deanna, Victor's Gaming, Cloud9TK, Taylor Christensen, Mark Ward, and Gary the Swashbuckler. Palmer in the house. Much love and respect, guys. We'll see you tomorrow night. Have a great night, guys. Take care, and as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. 
They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com